visitors. We got some uh, visitors from, from sister churches right here around Lima that's with us, and we got some visitors and some in the choir back here, some from Tennessee and some from Kentucky. That's an easy way to do. What, you don't have to name everybody like that. You just <laughs> you just name what state they're in, and uh, <laughs> and uh, that kind of that's a that's a sort of a chicken way of doing it, uh, but. Uh, from the depths of my heart, I appreciate everybody that's here tonight. And I have a verse of scripture that uh, came on my heart and mind as I was thinking about this service earlier. And uh, the one that I, I wanted to uh, read about uh, the beginning of months. And that's a phrase used in the scripture, in which is another way of saying the start of your new year. And uh, it's here in uh, Numbers chapter 10 and verse 10 has that phrase in it. Also in the day of your gladness and of your solemn days and in the beginning of your months you shall blow with the trumpets over your burnt offerings and over the uh, sacrifices of your peace offerings uh, that they may be to you a memorial before your Lord I am the Lord your God and so they had some ordinances and things they did back there we don't need to do now they, you know the killing of the uh, burnt offerings and so on but what this is saying is, and I'll just sum it this way, when they go to worship, they needed to blow their trumpets. And uh, one of the writers said, blow ye the trumpet in Zion and sound an alarm my holy mountain. I'm glad when I was a lost boy on my way to hell that God moved with power in the grand old church and they blew the trumpet and God got my attention. And I got saved. And so, uh, you know, this year's about to wind up and uh, we'll be starting a new year. And, and I want to say this. We, uh, we used to have a, an elder deacon in our church. He's gone on to be with the Lord, been gone quite a while. Uh, Brother Taft Farmer. Every New Year's Eve service that I ever remember attending with Brother Taft Farmer, he made this prayer request. And it wasn't just saying it. I mean, he meant it from his heart. He'd say, God, uh, I pray to God that uh, God lets this coming year be the best year we've ever had in our service to God and in our reaching lost people. Let this coming year be the best year we've ever had. And so that, that ought to be our goal. And so let's stand. We'll just have a moment of prayer as we pray. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for the privilege of being in your house tonight and what we've already felt. Uh, God, just a good fellowship and friendship and the love that we feel, and plus especially the presence of your Holy Spirit. God, we thank you tonight for each one that's come this way, and especially our visitors, and God, for those that are watching and listening online. Uh, Lord, I, I recall a number of folks that told me, said, I, I wish I could be there. I'm not able to come, but I'll be watching and listening, and I'll be praying. And so, God, we pray for this service, and we pray for those that are not able to come. And God, we just ask you to bless us to have a Holy Ghost meeting tonight, and God, speak to and touch the hearts of the lost. And we ask you these things and we praise you in Jesus' name. And amen. You may be seated. We'll turn over Brother Taylor and the choir.
I appreciate that choir singing. And bless my heart. I, I'm sure blessed. I appreciate that. And again, I want to welcome everybody here tonight. And uh, 
I want to say this. Of course, I've been announcing this right along. Y'all know this, but I got on heart to ask Brother Denny to come preach for us tonight. And I appreciate him so much. I thank God for him. looking forward to hearing him preach. And uh, we got a lot of preachers here. And I appreciate every one of our preaching, brother. I thank the Lord for God's men. And uh, it means a lot. And uh, I've got, uh, uh, got confidence in the preachers this year. And uh, every one of them has been a help to me. And so I appreciate you. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. And uh, let's all stand for just a moment. Who has an unspoken prayer request? Amen. Now, who has something on your heart that you'd like to make known? A prayer request is to feel free, feel your liberty, say whatever you feel like. Well, maybe I'll start out. I got uh, uh, some prayer requests, and one uh, good preacher uh, friend of ours, uh, Clofus Shackelford, uh, he died yesterday. And uh, just was a shock to me. Uh, his son-in-law, uh, Kenny Chestnut, called me last night and uh, told me that he'd passed. And uh, arrangement's not complete yet. They, they're looking towards having his funeral on Tuesday down there at Hamilton, but I don't know the exact time or anything. I find out I'll pass that along. But uh, uh, probably be Tuesday, but uh, just pray. Pray for that family. Uh, it just grieved me. I, I love Brother Clovis and love his family, so please pray for them. Someone else got one. Yeah. Amen. Brother Bill said, continue to remember and pray for Bill Woods. He's up in Cleveland, had a very serious open heart surgery. And it seems like he's coming along, but he still needs a prayer. So he's, uh, he's got a ways to go. And we got, uh, uh, you know, a lot of people sick. Some's got COVID. Uh, some's got other things that was... You know, pray for all our sick that we can think of comes across our mind. Anyone else? Brother Terry, remember Tommy Murphy, a member uh, of our church? Right. He's been in on a ventilator for three weeks now. Oh, goodness. Because mm. complications of COVID. Right. Found out this afternoon he had pneumonia. Mm. Boy. Just remember him as family. Amen. Okay. Just uh, so, in case you didn't hear that, uh, Brother Chris Page is a member of their church. That's Lighthouse Baptist Church across town. Tommy Murphy. Been on a ventilator three weeks, and now he's got pneumonia. So really, boy, really pray. That's, uh, we've also got a friend down in Kentucky. Uh, most of you know uh, preacher Terry Cox passed on. He had COVID, was on a ventilator a long time, and then passed. But Terry's got a brother named Jeff. And uh, Jeff's a very nice fellow, too. I got acquainted with him and over the years. and uh, Jeff's in the same... Uh, general situation. Um, he's not passed, but he, he's been on a ventilator for quite a while, uh, got COVID, and uh, looks pretty bleak, so pray for Jeff, too. Someone else? Yes, sir. Okay, pray for him. Any others? We just got a real nice crowd. I appreciate everybody's coming. Amen. Amen. Thankful for the wonderful choir. Amen. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. Just 
Right. Amen. Appreciate that. Brother Terry, I want to thank the Lord for saving my soul. And I'm just thankful for the spirit I can feel here tonight. Amen. First time I've been here in service, I think I was here for Brother Trey's ordination a couple years ago. But right. I, I'm just glad that the spirit dwells here just as much as it dwells back home. Amen. Amen. It's just a pleasure to be here tonight. I'm thankful. Brother Grace, we're glad you're here and glad for that testimony. I felt that. I appreciate y'all being here. Someone else? Two preachers to lead us in prayer over here on this side. I'm going to ask Brother Chris Page, pastor over at Lighthouse Baptist Church. And on this side, I'm going to ask Donnie Smith, pastor over at Lafayette Missionary Baptist. Everybody pray. song on your heart to, to sing. We want you to do that. Just follow the Lord and have the meeting that God's wanting to give us. And uh, who's got a song on your heart tonight? Really pray, church. Anybody got one? I don't want to drag or take too long, but I, I want to give you plenty of time because if you got a song, I'll I'd like for you to just uh, weigh it out and lean on the Lord. Let's really pray for him. Pray, pray. It's a real joy just to sing in the choir tonight. It's a real joy to know what you're singing about. You can sing and make a lot of noise and may sound good, 
Well, if you don't know in your heart what you're singing about, it's not very much. Listen to the words of this song, Father. This is a great, great blessing in this song if you listen to it. <laughs>
start to thank him because a lot of people are going out of time to eternity. A lot of sickness. Yeah. A real lot of sickness in the world. Yeah. I'm glad I'm ready to go. Yeah. It's ready to me. I'm ready to go. I ain't in a hurry. I'm like Brother Ellison said, I'd like to be on the caboose. Yeah. But if I ain't on that, wherever it takes me, I'm ready to go. I appreciate getting to be here and what I felt. Yeah, I, I was sitting up in the booth running sound. I thought I might get a, just enjoy a little bit of the service. But the Lord had other plans. I, I was able to pray for the choir. I enjoyed the singing. And uh, well, the thought that came to me is this song we see is, Ain't It Good? Yeah. With all the troubles and trials that we're facing that's going on in this world, it occupies this natural mind, didn't he? What he did for me in my life ain't it good. That's all I can say about it. Ain't it good? You pray for us. I 
even till the end. And when everyone walks out, that's when He walks in, proving once again that He's my dearest friend. And He promised He would go with me always, even till the for the good singing and good spirit and good testifying. <clears throat> I think if uh, I was in a church and I'd been asked to come and preach and they'd move like this, that's right now would be when I'd want it. I'm going to turn it over to <laughs> Let's pray for him. And, and obey the Lord tonight. God surely called. Yeah. Pray for Brother Denny. Well, I'm glad to be here. And uh, I told Brother Terry, I said, uh, uh, he said, I'm looking forward to hearing you preach. And I said, I hope I can. And uh, you would think if you'd been preaching 50 years that it would be easy. I've been preaching 50 years, and I don't know if it's any easier. I, the only thing that I can tell the difference in is I'm not afraid of the crowd. I dreaded getting up from the crowd years, 50 years ago. Uh, I don't dread getting up too bad, but uh, until the Lord moves, I still dread uh, the possibility of failing. I don't, uh, uh, I don't dread preaching. <laughs> Because if you preach, it takes the Lord to preach. And when, when he moves, I don't dread it. But, uh, but if I can't get where the preaching's at, why, well, it's a rough spot to be in. I do have a thought. I appreciate the thought. If you want to read with me, I'm going to read in the 22nd chapter of 1 Kings. And if you want to go home and read this, you can also read it in the 18th chapter of Second Chronicles. And uh, this is kind of a, over the years, I don't know, many years ago, the Lord gave me some things on this scripture. And uh, it's, uh, it's kind of been just uh, a favorite of mine, you might say. Uh, a lot of good lessons in it. And I don't know how, how much I'll get to say about it. That's up to the Lord, and I sure need your prayers. I appreciate it. Uh, the singing, the choir singing, the special singing, and it's good to be at Lima Church. I got saved at Lima Church. There's a lot of people here that may not know that, but I got saved when it was over on Albert Street, and I was 12 years old. And this is a, a dear place to me, Lima Church is. And so uh, I'm glad of, uh, of what God's done for me. And if you get the right thing, he'll keep you. Because yeah. I would already lost it. Right, it wouldn't have took 50 years for me to lost it. I'd have lost it a lot, long time before that. 
because I was in my 20s when I got called to preach. And uh, I was 12 when I got saved. And uh, I remember Linda Brock asked me in the parking lot over by Lima Church. Uh, she said, uh, Denny, I want to ask you something. I said, okay. She said, uh, has the Lord called you to preach? And I said, well, I'll tell you, Linda, this is what I'm going to do. I said, I'm going to go to church. I'm going to try to follow the Lord and do what he tells me to do. And if I have been, he'll let me know. And that's what happened. And if the Lord ain't let you know what you're called, I'll let you know you're not called. Because <laughs> the Lord will let you know if you're called. 22nd chapter of 1 Kings. says, and they continued three years without war between Syria and Israel. And it came to pass in the third year that Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, came down to the king of Israel. And the king of Israel said unto his servants, listen to this, know you that Ramoth in Gilead is ours, and we be still and take it not out of the hand of the king of Syria. And he said unto Jehoshaphat, Will thou go with me to the battle to Ramoth Gilead? And Jehoshaphat said to the king of Israel, I am as thou art, my people as thy people, my horses as thy horses. And Jehoshaphat said unto the king of Israel, Inquire, I pray thee, at the word of the Lord today. Then the king of Israel gathered the prophets together, about 400 men, and said unto them, Shall I go against Ramoth Gilead to battle, or shall I forbear? And they said, Go up, for the Lord shall deliver it into the hand of the king. And Jehoshaphat said, Is there not here a prophet of the Lord besides that we might inquire of him? And the king of Israel said unto Jehoshaphat, There is yet one man, Micaiah the son of Imlah, by whom we may inquire of the Lord, but I hate him, for he doth not prophesy good concerning me, but evil. And Jehoshaphat said, Let not the king say so. Then the king of Israel called an officer and said, Hasten hither, Micaiah the son of Imlah. So that's all I'm going to read. You can go read the whole story if you want to. And uh, maybe I can, the Lord help me and I can say something that will help you. Uh, when the scripture helps me is when I can see the lesson in it for me. And if you, if you read the scripture and you just look at it as something that happened like history, read it like a history book, uh, you know, it's probably not going to help you too much. But if you see yourself in it and say, boy, uh, I see the problem that was here and the mistakes it was making and I better not make them same mistakes or I'm going to have a, a similar result. And so uh, probably a point that I never dwelled on before is the fact that uh, King Ahab said to Jehoshaphat and his people, uh, Know ye not that Ramoth in Gilead is ours, and we be still and don't take it out of the hand of the king of Syria? It was theirs. 
It was rightfully theirs. Uh, it's not always the best uh, to handle things just according to how it looks. It looked like that's ours. We need to take back what's ours. And, and that's, you know, um, that's kind of how we are today. If somebody had something of mine uh, and, and was keeping it and shouldn't be keeping it, I might like to get it back. And if you went to see a lawyer, they might say, well, yeah, it's rightfully yours. You ought to be able to get that back. Uh, and that's what King Ahab was doing. He wanted to get Jehoshaphat in on this. And uh, this didn't happen overnight. I thought about it and I thought, you know, you need to pick your friends wisely. Uh, it may be in uh, Chronicles where it said it, but it said that uh, Jehoshaphat had an affinity for Ahab. That meant he liked him. Uh, if you've got somebody that you like real well, maybe your personalities just click and you really like them, but if they're headed in a bad direction in their life, in an evil direction in their life, you need to not let them be a big influence on you. Uh, now, I want to I wanna help people, and uh, I, I can be around anybody. Jesus got criticized for being around publicans and sinners. Uh, but um, he told them, said, you know, if there's, uh, if you got... Uh, a hundred sheep and one goes astray, you go after that which is lost. And so he was going after the lost. Now, uh, if I've got friends that live ungodly lives, I'll be friendly with them. Uh, and, and I don't see anything wrong with having, uh, having friends. If they said, Denny, would you care when we can? Can't do it right now everywhere, but you want to go somewhere and have coffee or visit? I, I might say okay, but if they want you to go do something that you shouldn't do, you need to stay away from them. You need, you need to draw the line and say that's something that I can't do. Now, Jehoshaphat, I don't know how many of you here know it or caught it, but he really made a bad mistake. Uh, and Ahab had threw a big feast for him and his people, and they'd come down there. And it appears to me, and I don't know if I've got the timing right, but it appears to me maybe that this had taken place after about three years. There was some time before, before this happened. And so Jehoshaphat felt comfortable with Ahab and liked him. And uh, uh, so Ahab threw this big feast and said to him and all these people, don't you know that Ramoth and Gilead is our, ours and we be still and don't take it out of the king, king of Syria's hand. And will you be with me in the war? And Jehoshaphat said, I am as you are and my people as you are and my horses as your horses and we'll be with you in the war. That was his mistake. 
He, he made a mistake. And then he tried to correct it. And he said, is there not a prophet of the Lord here that we, we might inquire of him? If you make up your mind to do something and then say, after you've already made up your mind and he had committed, he said, we'll be with you. After you've committed to do something, say, I better pray about that. (laughs) No, you better pray about it before you commit to it. That was his mistake. He didn't didn't ask God about it first. Well, Ahab tried to fix it. Now, I want you to pray. I don't want to just tell Bible story. I, I don't know how good I can tell this story, but I've read it lots of times. Uh, but Ahab tried to satisfy Jehoshaphat, so he called his prophets. He had 400. And they were saying, go up to Ramoth Gleed and prosper, for the Lord's going to deliver it into your hand. Thus saith the Lord. And, and, and Zedekiah even made him some horns of iron and said with these you will push the Syrians till you have consumed them thus saith the Lord it didn't satisfy Jehoshaphat I've been in some services and people was just making a lot of noise seemed like they was enjoying it and I'm not against them I've actually been in service when the Lord was moving and I wasn't getting in the service. And then later on in the service, I'd get in it and I'd think they got in it before I did. Yeah, that's right. They did. But here, there was 400 prophets getting into it and the Lord wasn't in it. We just need to be careful what we do. Jehoshaphat got himself obligated, committed. Boy, he was in a bad spot. And he didn't like it. He didn't like the spot he was in. He said, can't we hear from a... He said, isn't there a prophet of the Lord besides here? He done here at 400. Ain't there another prophet? I've heard 400 and I haven't heard anything. Don't go with the big crowd. I'd rather be like Elijah when he was in the cave and there was a lot of noise going on. And boy, when the still small voice moved, Elijah wrapped his face in his mouth and I'm saying this, but said, that's the Lord. That's the Lord. Wait on that voice when God moves. And then you'll move right. And then you won't be afraid. Then you can go do your job that you need to do knowing that God has sent you and put his approval on it. So Ahab said, there's one. There's one guy, Micaiah, the son of Imlah. He said, I hate him. I hate him. He don't never prophesy any good concerning me. Always evil. If you don't never like what the preacher's saying, if it, don't, if it never suits you, 
And if God's in it, you better look in the mirror. Because the problem's not the preacher. The problem wasn't the preacher with Ahab. It wasn't the prophet. That wasn't where the problem was. So, Jehoshaphat said, let not the king say so. In other words, I want to hear it. And so he sent an officer to get him. And the officer told him, said all them prophets are prophesying to go up to Ramoth Gilead and prosper. Said, let your word be like theirs. And he said, I can just say what the Lord gives me. But when he got there, and Ahab asked him, said, should we go to Ramoth Gilead to battle or forbear? He said, just go and prosper. He said, Ahab said, how many times do I, use the word adjure, just earnestly ask you, how many times do I have to command you to tell me nothing but the truth? Micaiah said, I saw all Israel scattered on the hills as sheep that don't have no shepherd. And the Lord said, let these return to their house in peace for they have no master. Ahab said, see, didn't I tell you he wouldn't prophesy no good concerning me, but evil? I'll tell you, we need to listen to what God tells us. We may not like the message. I don't always like the message. I don't always like what God gives me to do. I'm talking about in the flesh. You know, if I had my way about it, uh, uh, most of the time I'd rather not be a preacher. Yeah, most of the time, it's a lot of responsibility. I mean, to not have the responsibility, yeah, I'd like to not have the responsibility all the time, but there's a great blessing in it And then I see somebody that rededicates their life to the Lord. I see somebody that gets saved. And then I say, Lord, it's all worth it. It's all worth it. And and so he didn't like the message. And Ahab tried to get around God's word. You know you'll never get around God's word. You can't get around it. And Jehoshaphat liked him. And I'm going to tell you how good that Ahab liked Jehoshaphat. He was determined to go in that battle. God had sent him a message and said, these have no master. Return to your house in peace. Ahab should have said, we need to listen to God's word and we need to not go in this battle even though that land is ours. It's not timely for us to try to take it. Let's go home. I don't want to go up there and die. That's what he should have done. What did he do? My words, my words. I can get around what God's told said. I can get around this. I'll tell you what I'll do. My friend Jehoshaphat, I want him to dress and look like the king. He can die in my stead. I want him to dress like the king. I'm going to disguise myself. Don't never think that you can disguise yourself around God's word. 
God's word will get you every time. So Jehoshaphat, I, I, you know, I can only imagine what he might have thought. I can't help but think he must have thought, well, I thought Ahab was my friend. And here I am going into battle looking like a king and he's hiding. He's trying to get around God's word because the man of God and Jehoshaphat was a good man. He was a good king. So here they went to, went to battle. And the king of Syria commanded his 30 and two captains of his chariots. So I want you to get King Ahab. That's who I want. I'm not worried about anybody else, but I want you to get King Ahab. When they got into battle... And they saw Jehoshaphat and he looked like the king because he was a king. And they went for him and surrounded him. I like this part. You might have to read this in Chronicles. But Jehoshaphat was in a bad way and they was going to kill him. And the Bible said he cried out. He cried out. Listen to this. And the Lord heard him The Lord heard him and the Lord moved them 30 and two captains away from him and Jehoshaphat didn't have to die. He made some bad choices. He learned a very expensive lesson but God moved them away from him. Ahab disguised himself you, you, you Bible readers know this story. Had his armor on. Well protected. There's a man that drew a bow. Just at a venture. That's what the Bible said. At a venture. He wasn't aiming at Ahab. God was aiming at Ahab. And, the, and he shot. And it got him between the joints of the harness. Think about that. If Ahab would have looked at it, he'd said, there ain't much room there. If they, if they shoot at me, it ain't going to hurt me. God got him. God will get you. Don't never think you can get around God. Ahab was trying to get around him. And they had to go to their house in peace. Ahab was so, he was so stubborn, Billy Ray. After he was shot, the Bible said he stayed himself up in his chariot. He said, take me out of the host because I'm, I'm wounded. And he stayed himself up in his chariot till the sun went down and he died. And they washed his chariot out and the blood, dogs licked his blood just according to the word of God. You will not get around God. Can't get around him. Just got to say, oh me. You might need to cry out like Jehoshaphat did if you got in a bad spot. When God tells you what to do, listen. If there's 400 prophets telling you, no, you don't need to do that, you go ahead and do this. And if it sounds like that was their property, it sounds like that's the right thing to do. Everything that sounds right is not always right. God will let you know what's right and you need to listen to him.
That's it. <laughs> Bless you. Brother Denny preached a great message, and when he turned over to me, he said, that's it. I want to say amen, that is it. Yeah. I agree with that. I, I appreciate that message. And I thought as Brother Denny was preaching, and the Lord is using him, I appreciate Brother Denny, I appreciate the message God gave him. I thought to myself, I don't know how that we could have more clear advice and better direction uh, to start this new year than what we just heard. Uh, Listen to the Lord. Follow the Lord. Whatever pattern that you've been in, don't worry about your pattern. Go with God's uh, direction and God's pattern. You get your song if you will. And just, I'm going to say just a word. I appreciate the message. I appreciate the power of it. appreciate the, the, uh, the clearness of it. I mean, that's, that's not beating around the bush, as the old saying goes. That's right on the mark. That's the bullseye. It's right on point. And uh, if you're here tonight, and whatever your case might be, if you're not where God wants you to be, uh, this message is to you. If you're lost, you're not where God wants you to be, and you can keep uh, refusing God's help and go down the road lost, you can die and go to hell. That wouldn't be the thing to do, uh, but lots of people are doing that. If you're here and you've been saved and you've gotten some bad uh, thoughts in your life, you've got some bad connections, you've went down some bad roads, maybe because of some of your relationships, just like Brother Denny preached, you don't have to keep going that way. You can come and obey the Lord and get in and get right. You can have happiness and peace in your life. You can help your people. Let's stand tonight while we sing this song. If you need to come and pray, I want to beg you to come and obey the Lord. Please come. Obey the Lord. Why would we wait? Why would we linger? Please come. Your choice. Your move, your decision, your destiny. Oh, prepare to meet thy God. Are you ready? Are you where you need to be? Please obey the Lord. Heed the warning. Obey the Lord. again I want to say I appreciate the preaching I appreciate Brother Denny I appreciate what God gave him and how he used him to give it to us uh, boy it's good to be here tonight got a great crowd uh, got a good spirit and I really believe that God's called some people all through this service uh, even back in the singing I believe I believe right now God's stirring somebody's heart that needs to come and uh, nobody will make you come uh, it's not up to us to try to make you come. It's not up to us to try to high pressure you or uh, try to drag you to the altar, heaven forbid. God has all power. God won't force you to come to him, but God invites you to come to him. And when God invites you, it's your choice. Just like, uh, uh, just like Joseph Fat and Ahab was, uh, they made uh, some bad choices. Uh, but praise God, with God's help, we can make good choices. It's up to us.
And so, anything on anybody's heart before we come to a close? If you got uh, even a testimony or a song or anything else, it's good to be here and a great time to be in God's house, good time to worship. You've got every liberty. Whatever, if you got something that God's wanting you to do, do it, whoever you are. Well, I want to thank God again for being here. Come on, buddy. Listen, pray for this young man while he comes to song. Appreciate that. Appreciate the song and the singer. Alright, anybody else? Okay, do we have any announcements need to be made uh, before we come to close? Okay. I'll help my wife out a little bit. I'm sure she'll appreciate it. Earn some brownie points. Uh, uh, we're having our youth day tomorrow. Uh, it's from 3 to 7, right? Yeah, 3 to 7. And I really want to encourage everybody and anybody to come. Young, old, young adult, older adult, young, it doesn't matter. Um, they have a lot of fun stuff planned. They're putting in a lot of effort for it. Uh, my wife has me coming here at noon tomorrow to start getting ready for our 3 o'clock youth meeting, if that tells you how much work we got to do. So I really, really encourage everyone to come. And she's got a, a discussion lesson she's playing, and I just think it's super. So I'm excited to hear it. So please come to that tomorrow. Amen. Appreciate that. I've, I've uh, got a burden for that meeting tomorrow, too. I, uh, of course, I like to have fun. I want young people to have fun. But, and then... There's a spiritual side of it that Jeremy was talking about. Let's really pray for that too, that God might just move and touch somebody's heart. Okay, anything else? Anybody else before we come to close? All right, we've got a great crowd here. And uh, uh, because we do, we're going to let our deacons uh, go to the back and uh, uh, dismiss the crowd one row at a time from the back. And that way we won't have a, a big crowd right together It'll be a lot safer for us uh, catching a germ or something. And so when they release your row, I, uh, you go on out. And, and uh, we appreciate you being here. I appreciate every person that's here. appreciate every church represented, uh, especially our visitors. Just thank God for you. Let's pray for our service tomorrow. And let's also pray uh, for our uh, Sunday service, uh, first Sunday in this new year of uh, 2021, God permitting. Let's really pray for those services. We got uh, a lot needs to happen, a lot needs to be done. People's loss needs to get saved. And uh, we need to do like Dennis preached. We need to go at things God's way. Leave everything else alone, go at things God's way. Okay. Oh, appreciate that. We're starting back Sunday school Sunday. And so uh, 
uh, we appreciate that. And uh, our teachers are interested in it and are interested in the children and uh, the children need Sunday school and some of their parents have been commenting on it. And, and so uh, I think uh, they're going to try to social distance and maybe wear the masks. And uh, I believe one of the things we're going to do is, uh, if I've got this right, forgive me if I'm wrong, I believe we're going to maybe when it gets almost church time, let the children go just a few minutes early and let the parents come and get them one by one. And so when you come in, you know, we see these families a lot. That helps us uh, for as social distancing. And so that'll be helpful to our deacons uh, getting people seated in the right area. So uh, just pray and come. A good Lord can help us, and I believe he will. Okay. Anything else before we come to a close? If not, I'm going to ask Brother Russ Stringfield to pray benediction before we're dismissed. over and keep us all safe, Lord.